0: It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin.
1: RW Knutson crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today.
0: Clues, underwear drawers, And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now.
1: Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies (laughs) makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Hello, this is Bachelor Clues and it's Friday. And as you know, Pace Case and I are still on vacation, soaking up our downtime, getting ready for Michelle Young's season next week, which we will be back to cover night one on Wednesday again. But right now we're recharging the batteries after what has been an incredibly long year. And so today, what you're going to get is not a new episode. I'm going to play an old episode for you, which I have just listened to. And this was a trip to listen back to this. This episode originally aired November 19th, 2019, which is terrifying to me to think we've been doing it this long, but it was also very interesting to listen to this because some things are definitely different, some things are definitely exactly the same. The attitude that at least I had in this episode of not wanting to do this and questioning what are we doing how are we slipping into the pit this deep and all this kind of shit that attitude is obviously gone I have now fully embraced what this is and my role in it but back in 2019 or at least November of 2019 I was still tricking myself lying to myself thinking that I could somehow get out of this so the episode I'm about to play for you now is the Game of Roses origin story. And we do a few other little things in it, but basically this is me and Pace Case breaking down how we started doing this podcast, how our fandom of The Bachelor kind of took over our lives and has become truly the only thing we now do. So I hope you enjoy. Once again, this is from 2019. So if you've been listening to the show for a little while... It might be interesting for you to see just how our attitudes have changed at least slightly about our relationship with what we now call our beloved game. Enjoy. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. roses.
2: Hello and welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case, Lizzie Pace.
1: This is Bachelor Clues, as always, and tonight we have a very special episode.
2: Game of Roses, origin story.
1: Pace Case and I have been sitting around discussing what got us into this. We're sitting here right now in my living room recording a podcast about a reality TV show called The Bachelor, and I said, what we're doing is not normal. Why are we doing it's this? It's weird.
2: I believe those were the direct right. words. Yeah, we do have we do have nice microphones now. We do have prepared notes. That's a professional organization if I've ever seen one.
1: <laughs> but I mean, even just the amount of time or thought we're putting into our analysis of this fucking stupid show. Why are we doing it? That was the question I asked and it led us to some interesting answers that we're going to share with you tonight about how we got into this How it went from just casually watching the show with friends to a meme account to recaps that are increasing in length and detail.
2: Psychotically long at this
1: point. (laughs) Fucking weird videos that I'm making about Stagecoach and now even doing a podcast. So that's going to be the first part of our show. Then after we discuss our own origin stories, how we became custodians of the details and mysteries of our beloved game we're going to give you a little history lesson because in our next episode we have something very special planned it is going to be our first foray into inducting some players in the hall of fame
2: a lot of you guys have been asking for this it's been uh planned for a long time
1: and tonight i thought we would discuss one person who will certainly be on the list of possible inductees basically here's what's going to happen next week we're going to submit 10 players for your approval and whoever gets the highest amount of votes is going to be our first player inducted to the Hall of Fame. This man will certainly be on the list. He is the first Bachelor, Alex Michelle. So we're going to give you a little bit of a uh, history lesson on him, if you're not aware, later in this episode.
2: And we have some Carly and Evan news. What else do we have?
1: Just discussing the strategy of being a couple and how they've come to achieve what they've come to achieve. So let's jump right in. At some point, both Pace Case and I were just casual viewers of this Show. I don't know when that started for me exactly. I might have had some breaks as well.
2: I've started watching since season one, when it aired. And you've seen every season? I've seen every season. I missed maybe a couple in college. Yeah, I started watching when I was
1: 12. I started late in it, but I've I've become a student of it quickly, I think. Certainly, I'm now compiling weird statistical information about it in my head compulsively. So that's fun. (laughs) That's a fun element of this for me
2: it's interesting because we were casual viewers we did have a extreme interest in it though
1: right i mean i I will say maybe not extreme but i had an elevated interest i certainly knew there was something under the surface of this thing and that was fascinating to me the absurdity of the clear fakeness of all of it but yet it was being treated by what i thought was the majority of the viewership as real That was fascinating to me, how they were doing that, pulling off a lie just in plain sight. And I think that's what I started to gravitate toward. And then I remember the first thing that I ever saw in the show that spawned in me a weird fucking need to be like, hey, did you see that? Is anybody else seeing this? I remember that feeling. I think it was on Sean Lowe's season, maybe. Whoever The Bachelor was. right. It was on a season of The Bachelor. The Bachelor was on a date going up in a hot air balloon. It never left the ground. There's a shot in the show that you see where they're shooting it from a low angle, so it kind of looks like they're in the air but it's so sloppily done and no editor took the time to crop the fucking image down any. So there's literally grass sticking up in the bottom right of the screen. There's absolutely no way the hot air balloons in in the sky. It's on the ground.
2: I remember the first bachelor clue. We took pictures of it, rewound it. It was shocking.
1: It really was. And I remember that night turning to you and saying like, that's a fucking clue. That's a fucking clue. (laughs) I remember saying that and that's where it all came from. But um, Eureka, that was the moment (laughs) Certainly, it was an inspirational moment. Did I know it was going to lead to fucking compulsively making like 10 memes per episode, making all these weird videos, doing this podcast? Fuck no. I just thought, "Eh, I'll dick around and make some memes out of this thing because it amuses me. And then uh, I got sucked in deeper and deeper and deeper. And now we're living at the bottom of this fucking pit with no hope of escape.
2: Uh, I think my origin story is, you know, a little bit the same where you have a surprising element that, brings you back in. But my friend Caitlin told me they were looking for somebody to write bachelor recaps at Funnier Die. And so I just started doing them and posting them on the Funnier Die website. I got another job, so it wouldn't have been something I could do, but I just kept doing the recaps. And I've now done probably around 10 seasons recapping while i've had other jobs they've gotten psychotically long i used to have like four pictures on a recap and now i have too many and my sister got me pop culture sensation.com and i've just moved my recaps there and they continue and i don't know when i'm actually going to be able to stop which feels like an actual addiction
1: yes this is where we're getting this is where we need to be Let's <laughs> they start have this to conversation. take
2: over your life we are into we are work. we are addicted to
1: some piece of this absolutely yeah. it cuts into work I don't know how many, when The Bachelor's like actually on TV, when one of the shows is on TV, I'm spending at least a day of my work week doing shit for The Bachelor.
2: When I'm on it, I will stay up the whole night or do it all the next day. Yes, this is an addiction. (laughs) I
1: agree with you. But we're doing this. Does that cause you any kind of pain? Do you feel any grief at the loss of time? Do you think... No. What's the benefit that you get out of this?
2: I find that when I'm really interested in something that I just like have to pursue it. And it's like, I guess it hasn't, it hasn't interfered enough in my life for it to be a problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm right at my limit.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like obsessed with it. I think like part of the fascination was, and for me, that moment was really when I got another job and I realized like I couldn't do this other job. And I, it, at that moment, it became less work and more of a hobby. And I was just like, yep, this is going to be... Can't stop.
1: Okay, fair enough. I mean, fuck. I guess at this point in the uh, decline of human history, we just need to get through the day. And if this is the drug, <laughs> this is the drug, right? But I none mean, of us are going through it sober.
2: I think for me, it is like that so many people are into this show. Like there have been so many reality shows, but I don't feel like any of them have the cultural presence that The Bachelor has, like, consistently.
1: When do you think we will see our first Academy Award winner come from The Bachelor? (laughs) What are you laughing at? (laughs) It happened for American Idol.
2: That's true. That's a full embrace of Bachelors as real celebrities. I'm thinking about the... Players that have played The Bachelor, who has gone the farthest in acting and I feel like it is Nick Vial in that lifetime movie. And He's
1: been in a couple of things and a Halo Top commercial.
2: That movie was the fucking worst thing I've ever seen. Still feels like some distance between that and the the Academy, but what do I know?
1: No, I agree, but imagine this. Imagine a prototypical player of The Bachelor. This is an attractive woman she has her sights set on some kind of fame through going through this process a female jed if you will i think the female jed would get much farther than the male jed and he he won it or he got at least a ring I feel
2: like the female jed did win it when courtney went on
1: yeah exactly i think we could see something like that in the instagram era i think that player could win an oscar or an emmy or get a prime talent like a sitcom or something built around her that's coming next. I think we're going to see right. somebody from the like, Bachelor get a sitcom or something like that.
2: We're seeing players come out of this game who are like bona fide superstars at this point. Hannah has 2.5 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. It's unheard of. All of the contestants, if they play well, can like possibly reach, well, maybe four of the contestants who play it well we'll get to those levels actually probably increasing numbers we're
1: seeing also this next era of bachelor in paradise it really started with this last season where you can now leave paradise with over a million followers that hasn't happened before
2: i wonder if that's true if more people are watching paradise now
1: more people are using instagram and social media is become it's like taking up some of the air out of the room from reality tv they're kind of becoming the same thing and because the bachelor is such a huge reality tv show those instagram numbers are high well look what we did we talked all about how we were addicted to something and then we just fucking shot up with it (laughs) we shouldn't be doing this it's ruining our lives so anyway let's Um, get right into the craziness
2: you know you gotta pursue your passions
1: that's what i'm saying this isn't a passion it is a compulsion Mm. i would much rather be fucking doing something that isn't in service of this crazy fucking thing that i hate (laughs) it's not like we're watching game of thrones and we're like oh my god this show's so awesome and the writing's so good and I love everything about it. We're like, this is the worst piece of fucking propaganda currently being produced by America. And no one is saying that about it, you know?
2: I just feel like most of the podcasts out there, they're talking about like, oh, I am really more Team Peter or whatever.
1: They're operating as though the show is real. Almost all of them. Very rarely will you get a little peek behind. But like when Colton went on This American Life, he did spill some beans about how the producers influenced the group date picks
2: yeah then they trashed his uh, sexual prowess on Bachelor in Paradise
1: that's what you get play by the rules and you'll be a sexual fucking god like Peter he fucked four times watch him walk out of a windmill in this promo he can fuck Colton there will be turbulence yeah exactly all of that but with Colton it's like nah Find us three women who will say he's a shitty kisser. Have, make them have a conversation about it.
2: Yeah, edit this thing in that has nothing to do with the
1: episode. I mean, that's it's a conspiracy theory.
2: I feel like that's one of the real ones, though. Like that Epstein didn't kill himself. I feel like he it's didn't. that level. That's what I'm saying.
1: That is interesting to me, too. That Epstein didn't kill himself thing. Fuck. <laughs> Okay, I mean, that's not even conspiracy. It's like common knowledge that he was just murdered by whoever. Some people think it's the Clintons. Some people think it's the Trumps. But like a higher level of Illuminati style, just rich motherfuckers who don't, that guy can never testify, dead. We all know that that's true. And the way that truth is conveyed in our society is as a fucking joke, a meme. Even the truth has become a fucking joke. We're done.
2: And I'm not going to lie. I laugh every
1: time. As do I. That's how dark we fucking come as society. <laughs> we're watching The Bachelor and doing like comedic podcasts about it. And we're watching like whatever powers that be just fucking coming in and killing people and being like, well, ha ha ha, let's make jokes. There's nothing left to do anyway. <laughs> well, there you have it. That's kind of our origins. What got us into this? Why we're doing it? Should we keep doing it? Do we even have a choice in that? The answer is no, of course. No. We are pulled by the siren song of the Dark Lord himself. And until he dies, we will remain vigilant. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the skin safe seal of approval.
0: You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And One Skin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off, oneskin.co. With code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you.
1: Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin and that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in.
0: Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy-filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.com to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues, underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the Final Frontier of wardrobes, Mm. and there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, et cetera. You don't know what to expect, but now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies, and now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long-sleeve shirt and my... (laughs)
1: from the outside in now we're going to talk about as i mentioned earlier someone who will certainly be on the first ballot for induction to our to the hall of fame of our beloved game alex michelle now do you know much about this guy
2: i don't and that's why i don't even want to put him as my as a person i would put on the ballot i don't know who he is he was the first i do know who he is What's that? I know he was the first Bachelor. Okay. That's like all I know.
1: So this was in 2002. There's some very interesting facts about him. For one, he does not have an Instagram account.
2: That is interesting.
1: It is fascinating to me because in this era of our beloved game where Instagram is everything, he is now actively choosing to say, fuck that. I was in it for TRR.
2: But I mean, how old is he? I feel like most people above a certain age, they're just not on Instagram. He's
1: 49. He's 49. My mom is Hmm. 65. She's on Instagram like 100 times a day. She she has 10,000 pictures posted. I'm not shitting you. What? (laughs) That's right. She outdoes me. We had that whole conversation about like, oh, it's compulsive, whatever. And then I'm like, where do I get that from? My mom has like literally fucking 30 horses. All horses. (laughs) Horses, 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 horses. Yeah. So Alex, Michelle, now... Again, a lot of people write them off because the game was different then, certainly. It was completely... It had all different rules. There weren't even as many players. The season wasn't as long.
2: Yeah, it was only like six episodes or something, right?
1: I think it was ten. 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 But there were a lot of components of the modern game that were not part of it then. Nobody really knew what that show was going to be because Mike Fleiss had only done Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire? And that was like, although it got pretty good ratings, it fell apart. The woman who wanted to marry the guy, her name was Darva Conger, if I remember right, that like within a week was like, no. Shout out to Darva. She was like, you know, no, I'm not going to marry this guy. Fuck this like a week later. And so it all kind of fell apart. It didn't work. And then Mike Fleiss's next show was The Bachelor. And so nobody knew if it was gonna work or not. Again, this is in two thousand two. The only reality TV shows I think that like really had existed up to that point were like Real World, Road Rules, I think Survivor had been on like for a season maybe or two, something like that.
2: Really a desolate wasteland. Thank God it's not two thousand and two.
1: Maybe you had the Osborne's, but I don't think you had the Kardashians yet.
2: Oh yeah, March twenty fifth, two thousand and two. First episode. That's our dweb.
1: He didn't know it, but a lot was riding on his fucking shoulders. If he would have been a dull turd and nobody watched that show, The Bachelor doesn't exist after that. It gets canceled, and there are not 24 more seasons without a Black Bachelor. There are not 14 seasons of Bachelorette. There are not Bachelors in however many countries around the world, a bunch.
2: We don't have Jaden Tanner. I mean, that would be rough for me.
1: He really was incredibly important to our beloved game. He was kind of the first ambassador of it without knowing what to expect obviously handled himself well because here we are however many years later and however many seasons on the game that he built
2: yeah i mean i guess in so much as like there is respect for george washington for being the first president i would say to me it's that level but i i do feel like every season is kind of riding on the bachelor or bachelorette because i mean if they are really boring actually that's not really true they're able to create content out of boring bachelors. So what do we know about him today if he's not on Instagram?
1: After the bachelor, he became a spokesperson for a website called match.com. Ever hear of it? Yes. So he did kind of use his celebrity to- Like in commercials? Yeah, I think he was in commercials and like probably had some web ads of him and stuff like that back in the day. But now he's an executive at a media and technology company. Who knows what Hmm. that is? But like a real regular job. He's not using social media. He's not like The Bachelor. He's not benefiting from that, from his identity, from the show, from his days as a player. He just got a He doesn't have job. a
2: podcast recapping all the episodes.
1: No, <laughs> this dude doesn't have any social media. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Like, he's unassailable in that regard.
2: Does he have a wife and kids?
1: The most accurate reporting I can find is from March of 2017. And unfortunately, no. Alex Michelle is working now at, in 2017 for a consulting company. In Washington DC and he's reportedly still single Wow! but the woman that he chose the player the first winner of the ring was Amanda Marsh and she is now a married mother of a seven-year-old named Chloe so that's Alex Michelle he was your first bachelor and in our next episode we are going to have Alex plus nine other candidates
2: to induct into the Hall of Fame.
1: No, from them, only three will be inducted to the Hall of Fame.
2: Wait, we start with 10?
1: We're going to put 10 (laughs) players, or bachelors, whoever, bachelorettes. We're going to put them on a list of 10 people. Anyone listening will then vote on who their top three are, and I think we put the top three into the Hall of Fame. Got it perfect
2: top three men and top three women
1: i think top three period but i think the candidates are Mm. five and five
2: look out for that poll after our next episode when we uh present our nominees
1: so you want to talk about evan carley now
2: i think that they have been very impressive in terms of like they're not your traditional Jaden tanner type pairing They relied on being, like, charming and, like, getting involved in a lot of different hijinks. Evan famously pretended to be dying in order for Carly to go to the hospital with him.
1: Famously? Famous to who?
2: To To anyone who is smart and cool. Oh, shit.
1: Okay. (laughs) It's going to be famous
2: to all those
1: people. Let me just, you know, for a minute. I don't mean to derail the Evan and Carly conversation, but if I may, what the fuck are we doing? This is crazy. It's crazy to even think of it that way. Even when I say our beloved game, what are we talking about here? For real. We're in deep. Don't you trash our beloved game. I'm not trashing. I'm trashing us. We are in so deep on this that we're developing uh, other ways of talking about it that convey higher meaning.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. Who'd you just you? said
1: famously. You just said famously. <laughs> he famously did this thing, and I'm like, famous to who? Even people who watch the show fucking forget what happened the season before, but we have it all fucking cataloged in our minds as though each of these moments famously, means anything.
2: I mean, this is just canon that it's famous. I don't know what you want me to say.
1: I don't either. I mean, I I guess it is. Oh, akin you're saying to like,
2: why? Why are we doing this again?
1: Yeah, basically.
2: Do I have to come up with a new answer every week?
1: Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe because I the old answers aren't working for me anymore. The other night I was just making memes, like little video things in the Instagram creator thing of Bachelor shit. Why?
2: Because it's beautiful art. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's beautiful, poetic art. That's uh-huh. why people love Bachelor clues.
1: Back to Evan sort sorry were
2: <laughs> saying i i just think they I, they've done a similar thing to like goose and crystal they're just like we're not the top but if we pair up maybe we can start our own little empire and they kind of have i mean they're they've got a ton of followers i think she has like seven hundred thousand. He's still at like two or 300,000, but still.
1: What of their children?
2: I think their children. Do their children have Instagrams yet? Carly has a million followers. She tags her husband, Evan, and her podcast in her bio, as well as a jewelry company. She has not tagged anyone in this photo of her baby. So maybe no Instagram.
1: Maybe the baby untagged itself.
2: Babies can't untag themselves.
1: Even babies of bachelor couples?
2: But yeah, I think they like played a really great game. Lots of hijinks, always be funny. Evan had a rivalry with uh, Mad Chad.
1: But your initial thesis was that they are kind of a secondary version of Jade and Tanner.
2: Yeah, the less hot version.
1: And so they have fewer Instagram followers.
2: But I do think it is a good strategy to go with. If you don't feel like you can make that Jade and Tanner status...
1: Coupling up, you mean? Yeah. It's like the only strategy once you're out of the game. You can still fuck around and go to Stagecoach and whatever, or do a Vial Files, do your podcast. But in terms of getting potential coverage from the machine that is the media giant, The Bachelor to have your wedding televised, to get articles in Us Weekly when you have babies, all that kind of shit, to get re-invited back as a successful couple. That shot that they now have, when they invite all the couples to come on stage with their kids, that's going to keep getting bigger and bigger because they're going to keep... like There are some real lifers in there now, the people who have gotten together through this show, either because they wanted fame or because they did find some form of true love that just happened to come with fame. They're going to be on that every time they call them up. Trista and Ryan. Sean and Catherine crystal and goose this is their only thing in life they're gonna be there every time you know maybe crystal and goose at some point will stop getting invited in fact (laughs) (laughs) but i think that is your next play if you're aging out of the game you got to lock down with somebody and just be like here's the deal we're writing this out we have some kids and we fucking get on the cover of us weekly every whatever four or five years
2: do you think that that can work if they couple up off the show off season
1: ooh, 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 no i don't
2: we haven't really seen it have we
1: people fuck off camera sure Bella <laughs> <laughs> why thank I you by you, the way Quay. shout out to like so many people sent in after we did that podcast that it was from i know. The, uh, so many people thank Kim- you so much and uh, peel sketch yeah and that was so fucking helpful i was like oh shit that's funny I'm glad i knew it. so thank you that was a, a real piece of information that well it filled in a piece to my puzzle so thank you guys uh for like sending us stuff we love that shit
2: yeah we've got even more conspiracies to consider
1: Exactly. The more at the least, better. Every message that I get adds at least another like one hour deep dive into some weird shit on the internet about The Bachelor.
2: So yeah, maybe stop sending them to Bachelor clues. No, send more.
1: <laughs> I need more data.
2: So yeah, that wraps up our episode this week. You heard our origin stories, the uh, psychotic tales.
1: We tantalize you with next episode being about the induction of of our first Hall of Fame players. I think that's going to be a very fun episode. We're going to do 10 possible inductees. We're We're each going to
2: present five.
1: A brief history on them, kind of like what they did in the game that elevates them to possible induction. And then yeah, it'll be very interesting to see who gets voted in. I'm very curious about that.
2: I feel like they're all going to vote for Viola just to please you.
1: To please me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or they'll vote for him because he is the greatest player who ever fucking lived like there's not comparison we'll get into it next week yeah. all right let's not don't get me
2: started a little the- preview
1: so what's the duab at
2: it has been 6,447 days without a black bachelor and counting praise be lord harrison
0: Even better, gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.